use my chop. Tell me that you do. Welcome back to Why Are People Listening to This Season Two? Season Two. I guess, Did yeah. you like that? Yeah. Is it made? It's not exciting. I I'm excited. I like how we're doing seasons now. Podcasts I, I, do seasons, and it's cool. Uh, do they? Yeah. I thought I was being innovative. Oh no no. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like if you decide you're going to take a protracted break like, like we, we did, did. Yeah. then suddenly you come back as season two and everyone's like, ooh, you're ready for oh, the new sh- season? Oh, shit. What's so, on season two? So season two of Why Are People Season two with this? more swearing. Yay, fucking <laughs> A. Hi, I'm Jake. This is Justin. Hello. And uh, yeah, folks, we've been gone for a month. Yeah. You know, things like hurricanes, pandemics. Um, jazz. <laughs> jazz. Yeah, it's gotten away. Uh, like uh, day jobs. You know, those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, I totally <laughs> blew off my day job to be here to do this. That's yeah. how much I love this podcast. That, it, long time coming, man. Yeah. It's good. You got yeah, to prioritize. Time to prioritize podcast the things number one, that don't matter. Yeah. Things that pay the bills, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on, I'm on board for all of that. <laughs> so, so. Yes. Today, we are listening to a quote-unquote song <laughs> by Sam Smith, Feet. Kim, oh yeah, it's Kim Pet- Petras. Kim yeah. Petras, I guess. Yeah. Petras. Yeah, this is good. Let's just make so a slightly this is, German sound. Slightly, this is Europa. She's from from Cologne. Cologne. Oh yes, yes. It no, looks that's not a part of Germany that I've been to, but it's got the, the two tower thing. Yes, the two towers. No, it's got the the, the what is that called? A church? You worship there? Yeah. Anyway, a cathedral. Sure. Yes, yeah. and it's got two <laughs> spires. There yes. we go. Anyway, yes, great. It's very gothic. Yeah, it's a little yes, gothic. Yes, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, anyways, big fan of Germany. Yeah. Not a big fan of this song. But so, okay. We're going to get into the, you know, the, you know, some things about why we're going to answer the question is why people are listening to this okay. because there's probably a very definitive answer. And it's always the same answer. Well, it's, the, I think this one's a little bit more, oh. this one's a little bit more like, um, uh, 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 current in terms of like the dynamics of the world right now. I would agree with you. Yeah. It looks like we did the we're, same Google search. Oh, maybe. Anyways, I've known who Sam Smith was. On the peripheral of like, oh, this is a friend of Ed Sheeran, and I was just like, oh crap. I knew him from the lawsuit because of the Tom Petty. Ah, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how I knew. I think yep. we might have talked about it, or not. We didn't do the song, but we that mentioned was a it. different thing. Yeah, but so that was where he accidentally wrote the same melody line as, um, yeah, the as another song. Won't you stay with no, me? No, that was a different. Per- uh, eh, that was Sam Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay, great. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, good for him. Anyhow, them. That I looked this Sorry. up as well. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. As I a, I legitimately apologize for that. Yeah, I well, I mean, you have to know if you're in the know, and this is relatively recent. Anyways, we'll get to came that. out as a non-binary. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 we'll get to that kind of stuff. Let's first talk about this nightmare of a song. Okay, so <laughs> so if we're gonna look at it from the merits of the song, oh, let's try that. It's trash. Okay, right. Tell it's, me about it's, it. It's like what there are some things about it that I thought were kind of cool, okay. like uh, the sort of like Middle Eastern vibe of the melody like mm-hmm. the certain the, the way that the melody works kind of employs like hungarian middle eastern sort of melodies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but against this uh techno um house beat thing that does not change at any point <laughs> when i first put the song put the song on and it had the choir yes like this big booming it starts choir, out with that i was just like Okay, like okay, this is something different. It's gonna be big like, and interesting. I was like, this is gonna be very large and dramatic, right? And and so I was like, kind of like had my hopes dashed almost immediately. As soon as that bass comes in, ten seconds later, when the re- when the ensemble comes in, it's just the same repetitive two or four measure long loop, um, and then he they come in and start singing, 
the melody, which does not change. There's no ad-libbing. There's no improvisational element yes. to it. It's just this is like playing the same eight bars of a Mozart concerto like he's practicing it. <laughs> you know, and they have a like, really nice voice. Like, I have no problem with their voice or yeah. Um, yeah. Or the melody is is singable and and but it's also singable but exotic like compared to like what most people are hearing on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. It's different in terms of Western music. It is different, and that's cool. But once you've heard twenty five seconds of the song, you've heard the whole song. Correct. Until so, uh, Kim comes in and does a slightly and, different and does like a rap. rappy yeah. kind of Euro thing. Yeah, yeah. And I learned okay a new term. Oh, is it going to be the same term I learned? What is it? Okay, three, two, two one. Hyperpop! Yay! Yes! <laughs> Go team! Woo! I did not know what hyperpop was. Me neither. <laughs> I wouldn't have called. I, I don't. I wouldn't have known what to call this. I would have called this ha, ha, like techno, like world EDM. It's it, yes, that's the thing. It's a confusing assortment of sounds and styles. Yeah, which but is, it seems clearly like for dance and a club thing. Sure. Right. Which I'm not against. Now, listeners on this podcast might think, oh, that old fogey Jake hates dance music. No, I don't hate dance music. I hate music that doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't go places. Doesn't go places. Like, And I don't, like, I'm not a dancer. But if I was a dancer, I wouldn't want to dance to this. Because I'd be like, okay, when, like, when is the breakdown going to happen? Where's yeah. the, you know, where's the song change? I can't bump this in the car and sing along with it because... It's just not exciting enough. Like there's not there's nothing in it that like fuels me to like want to ever listen to this song again. <laughs> yes. Um, so really, that's almost all I have to say about the damn song. It's well, just kind of like neutral, and there are like some redeeming qualities. Like it's got kind of an interesting melody. They both have okay voices. It's like super produced mm-hmm. and super loud and in your face. And the subject matter of the song is exactly what you would think it would be with the background of the artists. And I respect that, that they want to, like, you know, kind of be like, okay, like, we're part of the gender sexualized minority community, and we want our voices heard. And um, uh, so we're going to have this song that's a little racy or, like, you know, talking about, like, you know, doing unholy things and yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. fighting back in the face of established western cultures and stuff like that is dynamite like that's great but that's not how doesn't have anything really to do with the song mm-hmm. right which begs me to believe that the only reason why the song is popular is because of the artists and the subject matter that follows them yes right and the communities right. that they're a part of yeah which i i don't have a problem with like why? Why would I? I'm a I'm an emotional person. I feelings are feelings. Like you have if them. If you if you identify as non-binary, like Sam Smith does, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um, they're non-binary and um, and homosexual, right? I think that. Uh, yeah, I, I forget. I think it came out as gay a little bit ago, like four or five years ago, and then non-binary and then, now. And was then gender identity, because, yeah, and, gender um, and sexuality are two different, no, exactly not combined. Exactly, but, and so I don't know what their current deal is. Yeah, I don't know I they're who in, they're dating. They're, they're in a relationship the for a while. Yeah, I know. And Kim, the featured artist is trans. Yeah, oh, I don't know anything about her. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. look that up She's at all. Transsexual. She's transsexual, transitioned. Oh, okay. Transsexual. Had no idea. And one of the youngest transsexual people ever to go through gender 
Oh, surgery. really? Yeah, that's that's the whole thing that that she was really young when she had the the, uh, okay. the surgery, and that kind of put her into. Um, as far as my understanding of the very little limited amount of research I had time to do, mm-hmm. um, because I'd never heard of the artist before. Me neither. And uh, I saw like I saw the thumbnail photograph, and I was like, okay, so it's Sam Smith is Sam Smith, and that's this this young uh, looking femme fatale sort of yep. blonde haired thing. And I went looking at, it, and I was like, oh, well, this is interesting that this is the first number one hit song by a non binary artist and a trans artist. That's interesting. See, I did not know that at all, but that makes sense why she's then in with this uh, hyper-pop uh, duo with yeah. Sam Smith, because yeah. that seems to be part of the genre. So yeah, she... is it? Because I, cause I uh, mean, well, like, really, I to... like, I don't know. Well, this is my research, because I'll tell you what happened to me. I listened to the song, and I wrote, number one, it's not boring, which is true, because at least it's different. Like, there's different things happening. The melody is memorable. Yeah. The, the, the hook is memorable. And then I said, but it's kind of childish or theatrical or ironic. I felt like there was something, there's something strange about it. There's definitely I, a tongue firmly planted in the cheek in there somewhere. Yeah, like, and I couldn't understand it because I just it felt it felt strange to me. Yeah, and I I was like, okay, well, what's going on? So then I did the Googles like you did, and I came up with hyperpop, and they're like, it's hyperpop. I'm like, what the hell? I've never heard. Yeah, this I've term. never heard the term. Right? Apparently, this is uh, this hyperpop has been around for uh, over a decade uh, as a concept. And now we're into like hyperpop version two, okay. so like it's gone mainstream. Like if you and I are talking about it, it's mainstream. Yes. So right, we missed right, right. we missed it originally, and it would yeah. have been young people on on the TikToks, you know. What right. I mean? Yeah, I know that TikTok has something to do with this. Yeah. yeah. And so essentially, this is the Wikipedia entry. This is what it says: It reflects an exaggerated, eclectic, self-referential approach to pop music, and employs elements such as brass. Uh, brash synth melodies, auto-tuned earworm vocals, mm. excessive compression and distortion. So that's the overproduced you're yes. talking about. Yeah. So essentially what it started out of was like, we're going to take pop elements, like, you know, those like from the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s or whatever. Yeah. And, and we're dirty gonna, them up a little bit. Dirty them up yeah. and use them and then kind of make fun of them as we create like oh, yeah. poppy kind of music that's supposed to get in your brain. But you know what, you're doing it as almost a joke. Ironically. Ironically. And so then that... Okay. happened and then that peaked and then now we've gotten into what uh, the second version of it which is unironically creating hyperpop music for top 40 hits like this one has now become yes and uh, apparently a lot of the artists especially when it started out were in the lgbtq plus okay uh, like like they were looking, artists. For, looking for something to connect to yeah, or just yeah. creating a thing yeah, like, yeah and yeah, so yeah, like yeah, and yeah. so a lot of the lyrics then became about that and it became a genre adopted by that community and so um then it would make sense with Sam Smith and then this other artist whose name I've already forgotten, Petra. Um, yeah. Was that it? Yep. Are associated with it because they would be from this community. So yeah. when they were writing this song, they're like, well, this makes sense to, to put it in this in this genre, which is what this apparently yeah, is. Yeah, to produce it in this way, right? And so all of that sort of weird, it doesn't go anywhere. It's kind of dancey. It's minimalist, but at least it's catchy. Is idiomatic of hyper pop. That is hyper pop. And okay. so, but what's interesting is it's not a failure to create good pop music, which is what I always think of when things are like this like happen. Fall short, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, well, they tried, but they're not. They don't have the songwriter chops or whatever. That's my first okay, you know, sort yeah. of egotistical thought. Like I know what I'm talking about, which I don't. <laughs> um, but in this case, like, no, it's specific. They knew exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they okay. put it in this genre. That those are the sounds they wanted, and there yeah. You go. So it's basically our unfamiliarity with the genre, because it's a because it's a genre of music that I'm willing to guess mm-hmm. live 
on a podcast okay. that this is like mostly a European phenomenon. Uh, yes. UK, a lot of UK and European based stuff. That is correct. It just feels very Euro. Yeah. Like <laughs> that sounds horribly judgmental. No, but like if I think about like through my experiences of listening to popular music, like whenever Europe comes and does a take on something, they usually intentionally kind of produce it. Like there are just European elements to the production of this that I just hear as definitely European. The types of reverb and compression that they're using and certain elements of the song structure. Like, um, but it's, it is an interesting thing to like, always come across a new genre for the first time that you didn't even know existed and then think like this is crap Mm -hmm. in my opinion like uh, ignorance Mm -hmm. in my ignorant opinion right but but if this is if this is like the gold standard of of contemporary hyper pop then it has to be good for hyper pop like and it just doesn't meet the aesthetic values that i have as a 40 plus year old yes cis hetero male yeah but but (laughs) you know like so how am i supposed to connect to it right so i understand my like musical aversion to it like i only have a musical aversion to it like i would not listen to this normally because it's not not for me yeah but so when i listened to it i was like how in the hell is this uh trending like Mm -hmm. Hit song like I just like I just couldn't grasp it until I said, "Well, this requires research." The, and that, that's yeah. it. And it is definitely it, it, for my daughter who's fourteen. Mm. This makes sense. She's tuned in first of all to LGBTQ plus stuff, uh, so like this would appeal to her just just for that reason alone. Yeah. Uh, but then the the TikTokableness of it all because there's a whole TikTok's filled with hyper pop. Absolutely. And the idea being like it's so easy. Like we keep talking about to take a chunk of it. Right, just a little just section that of eight it. section second chunk to mm-hmm. like get it on the and then do a dance or the whatever loop and do, yeah and that is that's what works for hyperpop and so so the way that kids are consuming music media mm-hmm. these days is in those bite sized chunks so of course this blows up on this yeah. like Led Zeppelin is not going to blow up on TikTok no no it's it takes not. too long no they have the they're the opposite of this yeah they're they're extended yeah. I. Or, so that's why they we're not the demographic. Of course, we didn't know about it, and it doesn't speak to no, us. And I'm sure that neither one of those two give a rat's ass if we like this or not. Yeah, which is, <laughs> which is great because, like, I mean, yeah. like that. I, I wish I, I, I'm glad that that now this is kind of music that's now coming to the forefront because marginalized communities need to become unmarginalized, and um, in the wake of the last five years of or six years of Western culture. Like mm. there's been such a blowback from the conservative right yes, against anybody right. who is air quotes different, mm-hmm. you know, but we're not different. No, it's like, we're just, yeah. you know, cut us. Do we not bleed sort of thing? Yeah. It's ramping up that rhetoric. Yeah. Right. And so, which is, I'm always confused by the rise of anti, anti yeah. everything, essentially they're anti everything. So the music and popular music has played such a vital role in changing the public's or at least maybe perhaps not changing but bringing to the forefront issues and they do it in an artistic way yes uh, that uh, that is necessary in, in society yeah the thing that I lament is that people if people continue to consume, media in 16 to 30 seconds at a time yes it becomes increasingly more difficult for the message to get across 
mm-hmm. in That's an artistic way. Yes, I know what you right? mean. Like, okay, this song is an anthem for the two-spirit LGBTQ plus community. I know I forgot some letters in there. I apologize. Um, uh, but, you know, this song, you put that song as a piece of music up against What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, we don't have a conversation. Mm, yeah, like exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah. Clearly, there's artistry in one of them is superior to the other and and uh you know ch- you know you can try to change my mind about that i, I would not but like <laughs> anybody listening you know we'll just we'll spend 20 minutes breaking down the musical elements of things in my office and then you'll leave and be like yeah this uh, okay fine but <laughs> <laughs> or you know the other side of this is um because yes it's in a 10 or 20 second tiktok bite yeah and it was teased by sam smith with a sort of with a TikTok video, with a TikTok right? video, and then it blew up. But at the same time, what came out was a video, and the video is the whole song plus more. There's narrative to it. Oh, and, cool! And and this is one of those songs where it one thousand percent benefits from watching the video, the video at the same time. Yeah, because the video is all you know. They're in this sort of burlesque uh, sort of situation. There's a lot of like non-binary folks in there. There's a lot of like um, drag acts and yeah. dancing and supporting, and okay. then both of them. And it all just makes total sense. You see the whole package because the visual is required for it. So the, in this case, the artistry is only really half the music. Right. Now, the other half is okay. the visual artistry. Yeah. Almost like Madonna's kind of stuff, you know? Sure. And so I think that's the difference is that you see it on TikTok you're interested in it, you go, you might bump across the video. It's a whole weird package deal. It's not just a song anymore. It's multimedia Songs experience. used to be a song. Yeah, it's so, multimedia. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like Marvin Gaye. That, there's no video. There's no 10-second version right. of it. You listen to the whole damn song, and it was an experience. Whereas this is something yeah. else. It's not yeah. music, almost, in that sense. Yeah, it's, it's part... It's Yeah, I mean, that's just been happening since the 80s. Like, I mean, but... Mm. You can listen to Thriller. I know. And be like, that's a great song. And you can watch the music video for Thriller, the extended, like, 15-minute long thing, and be like, oh, well, this is the whole thing. The whole thing. But obviously, that's pure entertainment, right? This is this is not... the Like, the song can be used for entertainment, and the song can be used as an anthem, like, like I said earlier. But, like, obviously, they're clearly on it. Their motivation is not just to put out a pop song. Their motivation is to express their place in their community yeah. and the global community as people who are sexual minorities, gender or sexualized minorities, right? It's definitely wrapped into this song. Yeah, it's it seem it seems obvious when you just do a little bit of digging. And yeah. and luckily, this is where the internet rears its beautiful head is that us cisgendered white middle-aged middle-aged dudes. western males like <laughs> yeah. can find out what this is actually really about without just shitting on the song. But I'll still shit on the song, but I'm not shitting on... It's like when we had, uh, like, way back a long mm. time ago, we did Little Nas X and Industry Baby. Like Similar kind of issue there. It's the same thing, yeah. right? It's it's not exactly the same thing. There's a racial part to that, too. But um, it's, it's a message by an artist who is part of a marginalized community or multiple marginalized communities, and they are, like, expressing their voice through that, through song and through video and all these sorts of things. But if we're talking about just listening to something from, like, a cultural perspective, Mm -hmm. this is a home run. If we're listening to it from just a musical, you know, such as it's three strikes and (laughs) you're out. It's lackluster, yeah. But not maybe. Maybe they get a ball. They can have a ball. Pop fly. Like, yeah, it's it's 
you know, people who like this song probably like this song because they like to get uh, they like to get wild and go dancing, right? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Or because they're part of that community or an ally of that community and want to support or voice their support for that community. Also fair. Or they just really like Middle Eastern melodies, you know, or I yeah. don't know, like shape melodies, but like you know, it's 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 kind of a bare minimum of what you need to have a song that uh, compared to a lot of uh, other songs that we've listened to that are far that have more meat on the bone, so to speak. Yes, you know, it's yes, it's not going to cross genres in the sense that if you're into hyper pop, this would make sense to you. Yeah, but it's not going to transcend and be a, a hit yeah. for everybody. If you like, if you're if you're if your usual listening is you know like Keith Urban and 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 this uh, is not coming. Uh, this at is you. you're not going to want you you're not going to enjoy this. You're not going to get this at all. In the same way we didn't get it. I don't get so, it. So, yeah, we didn't get it. And it's still... I don't... I get it on paper because I'm yeah. able to Google these days. Yeah, I get it and I support it. I support from it. From that point. But probably not going to listen to it. Like you said, I'm not going to put this back on. No. I got other things to listen to. Let's listen to it for the very last time then. <laughs> I might listen to it one more time after this. We'll see. Yeah. If my daughter starts playing it. You never know. Okay, yeah. so here it is. Uh, yeah. So keep in mind everything yeah. that we're talking about. And this is the genre of hyper pop. Yeah. So... Uh, we're back. We're back. We back. Season two. Season two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Kick you out if she ever, ever knew About all the you tell me that you do Dirty, dirty boy You know everyone is talking on the scene I hear them whispering about the places that you've been And how you don't know how to keep your business clean Drop the attic, give me love, give me Fendi, my Balenciaga daddy You gon' need to bag it up, cause I'm spending on Rodeo You can wish me back it up, I'll be gone in the AM And he, he got me Prada, get me Mew Mew like Rihanna He always call me, cause I never cause no drama People listening to this is brought to you by the Black Box Collective and Outside the Lines Press. And it's produced by me, Jake Hanlon, and my friend Justin Gregg. 
If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now.